3: Everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode of
1: This Place on Dead.
3: So, I was up in the office today, so I had to leave pretty early this morning, which obviously I was happy about. And um, I turned on the TV uh, to put on cat TV because I put on like little cat TV on YouTube so they can watch birds and things like that when I'm Whoa. away. Oh, god! And an advertisement came up for Kyle Richard and that lesbian like songwriter girl that she's supposedly having an affair with. Like they're full on like lesbian kissing like video came on first thing this morning. And I was like, I do not need to see Kyle Richards no. at this time of day eating a melon or whatever it is.
2: Jesus. So is she open like is this for oh. a new oops, I whacked my microphone because I was so excited. Is this a new episode <laughs> of House uh Housewives?
3: No, it was advertising this girl I, I can't remember her name it's like megan or something it's her new single oh, and like I think it's
2: a publicity stunt i do I,
3: I think it could be as well although they, they've they apparently came out and officially said they've separated now apparently her
2: oh, is hey. oh my gosh well yeah. i'll need to go and deep dive that after this um yeah. speaking of deep dives i have been on reddit shock for the end of this episode which if you clicked on the episode you know what it is what was that noise
3: there's some arsehole that's got a motorbike that's just like oh my god it's
2: so like something growling just as a we're going to do a zach bagans and debunk that noise um, <laughs> yeah if you clicked on this episode you'll know it's about astral projection i am fascinated with this and yeah i'm like like is it real is it something that we are genuinely are experiencing it there's a lot of stories of people who have astral travelled and what they've done or said in the dream has happened and they've gone to visit other people so I don't know I find it fascinating what what do you know Or I mean we've spoke about it neither of us have ever astral travelled
3: well I guess um so I know obviously a little bit about it I kind of got it confused earlier with lucid dreaming which I have done um on several occasions actually mm-hmm. um but like i i have to say have we not done this together or a version of this right because remember when we went to the sound sphere place and we were listening to it it was like the moon it was like the sound bath stuff and you had said afterwards you felt like you had been you were like in a different place was that different to this like because you said that you sort of fell out of your body a little bit
1: yeah
2: i don't know because i felt like or was and that like I, and I feel like a little bit like I'm gonna get I might get section, but I felt like more I was going back in time. It was more like a regressed memory rather than
3: ah right okay. So this this so actual projection is literally like you take yourself out of your present being and then you can you can see different people, you can go different places. Are you aware of it when it's happening or yeah right? And can I'm you control
2: yourself? So it's basically like the whole. A good example in what the movie is based on, Insidious, that's Astro. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, there's a lot of warnings that if you aren't careful, you can like lose your soul and get eaten by a demon. Ooh. It's a classic Saturday night for you, Lauren. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yes. that was a bit rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind funny. But, yeah, no. So, you have to be careful, people say, but. Some people say be careful. Some people are like, as long as you are sensible, you will be fine. We'll,
3: we'll go into it. The All I, I've heard of is Alistair Crowley. I think he did it a lot. That guy who was like a Wiccan wizard or whatever, like back in the day. And he did a lot of trances and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, Yeah. There's another story of a guy who apparently died astral projecting oh my god he was in his 20s so (gasps) yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it it's gonna be super gonna be exciting i'm very excited to cover this and it's been quite nice to do episodes that don't leave us terrified oh
3: definitely i i like this because see yvette fielding number one ghost hun um see on her podcast seen in the earlier episodes, um, she did loads of stuff like this. Like at first I thought she was just gonna do ghosty stuff and talk about how funny our haunts were or whatever. But she does like loads of different subjects, and especially spirituality. Spirituality. Spirituality, <laughs> spirituality <laughs> and all that. Um so yeah, I'm really fascinated by expanding our topics into this type of area. Yonami,
2: it's, it's it's not very black and white, it's very like subjective and you know there's not always an explanation for things but like we're quite into meditation i may take quite a lot so do you and like you can definitely feel out of body then yeah it was like
3: there's a couple of occasions when i was in that house like my old house and stuff and i was doing like really intense meditation like all like all the time like i i still believe that i use manifestation and meditation to sell the house because babes that mother was not shifting and then all of a sudden out of nowhere those two guys came with cash I was like how did that happen but a couple of times I would do it in the bath you know how I had that pop-up bath thing which by (laughs) the way was a godsend and I would buy another one um I honestly felt like yeah like in a total trance like state for sure
2: very fascinating I'm just going to ask you a little question before we get into it Mm-hmm. Um, at the weekend you went to my mom and dad's house for the first time did you mm-hmm. get vibes not really not initially
3: when I came in oh actually do you know the hallway I felt a little bit weird mm-hmm. when I first came in um yeah uh, maybe a little yeah. bit you know when we were all sat buzzing in the living room and outside oh. I felt like nothing but like when I first came in what? how I would describe it as it was like I don't know it was like a sort of like a dull sensation initially which is weird because your family are like really warm and charming and like you know like and everyone was happy to see everyone but when I first walked in I don't know what it is How's that have you have you felt it, stuff there
2: yeah it feels it doesn't feel bad no it doesn't feel open yeah either and I used to get really creeped out by the hall when I lived there I mean my bedroom used to be on the other side um and I hated like the door having a window looking out to the hall it used to creep me out I kept thinking someone was standing there um and it felt like a strict old lady that's how it felt
3: yeah yeah I would say when I first walked in it felt like someone wasn't entirely happy that I was there
2: she's like oh would everyone just shut up
3: yeah probably thinking oh god another party
2: and i went to the garden she was like oh thank god <laughs> shut up
3: not to say like not to say any slight in your house though it was gorgeous and that view honestly
2: That's I was. You, it it. It? makes it um well my dad's been like lauren needs to come over and have a cup of tea and he also told me to ask you if you're going to the march this weekend
3: um i can't i'm going to head night
2: priorities do you know I, mean? I know i was like raging I think, about it i think he was wanting me to be like yeah he'll be like oh meet we'll there. Yeah. i'll be in Edinburgh though you want to sack the hen do and go have a night with my dad yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna just uh, sorry guys sorry bitches i need to leave i've got to you know fight for our rights <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> um interesting i just was curious whether you got a vibe or not
3: definitely in the hallway and you've <laughs> never mentioned the hallway to me you've only ever said
2: about stuff in your in your room so
3: yeah
2: um interesting so shall we go into astral projection yes so I put a poll on our Instagram overwhelmingly people haven't astral projected a couple of people were too scared um most people were like I've never but I would love to try and our good friend Andy sent me a story of Mm, astral projected so we get into it I put on our Instagram as well that i attempted to astral project but i listened to a meditation um i'll share the link in the show notes i can't remember the full name of the podcast but it's something like paid pagan witchy podcast or something like that and they do a meditation to astral project so you listen to it as your brother's like i tried and it just didn't happen for me however i did have very vivid dreams and they were very mm-hmm. confrontational dreams that felt very real and visceral with like <clears throat> a couple of people that I've told you about that there might be a bit of like unspoken anger or things there. And I was like yelling at them in my dream. <gasps> oh my god. god. It's <laughs> brilliant. You're dead brilliant. So I tried, guys, but n- no such luck. But if it changes by next week, I'll say I'll for sure say it on the episode. But let's get into ash objection, and in- it's also known as astral travel. So this describes Um, an out-of-body experience which is kind of conscious and intentional and it assumes an existence of your soul of your astral body or some people call it the body of light and it's through which your consciousness can function separately from your physical body and travel through the astral plane. There's a lot of kind of critics of this Uh, some would describe it as western western esotericism Bloody hell, that's a hard word. I was like, I can do this, Uh, and this would scholars would use this to kind of describe our kind of Western loosely related ideas that we think are spiritual, pretty savage. And the idea and concept of traveling through astral planes has been documented as far back as six thousand BC so wild and it does tend to be associated with bedtime nighttime and meditation deep meditations being in that kind of meditative state and some people have reported experiences of astral projection that actually were explained by uh, taking hallucinogenics (laughs) so that's kind of an explanation for a lot of them there's also some things in psychiatry that have crossed over with this and I've and I've seen quite a few people at work who present with hypnagogic hallucinations which is basically those weird sensations in between conscious being awake and being asleep basically so I've had these you've probably had these do you ever have that feeling that you're falling and then you wake yourself up by hitting the pillow yeah it's so weird that's a hypnagogic hallucination oh wow did you ever hear in school that if you ever fell right to the bottom you'd die (laughs) yeah I heard that yeah (laughs) do you know what do you know what randomly happens to me all
3: the time in in dreams like that i'm walking up a spiral staircase that's so funny i'm normally a car going over a bridge <laughs> that's so weird
2: yeah. like
3: every time i do it i'm, I'm falling down a, a spiral staircase
2: and then you wake up and you're like <gasps> and you whack your pillow
3: oh yeah um, i felt bad last time i did it because i
2: kicked one of my cats oh for babies oh, that's so shan that's worse mm. than any nightmare but yes, we, I mean, they're super common and there's a lot of people who believe that that is an explanation for what we believe to, as as a national travel kind of thing. Um, they do feel real, like, don't get me wrong, it does feel like you're falling, but when you wake up, you're aware you didn't actually fall. A lot of people say there's been a crossover with sleep paralysis, which I've had the pleasure of having. And uh, I actually have the same sleep paralysis demon as my friend Callum, which is terrifying.
3: What is your sleep? What, what is it again?
2: It's Parker Crane from Insidious 2. It's exactly what it looks like, pretty much. Like a woman in black with a back veil standing at the end of a bed.
3: You actually have like that. That's so scary.
2: I've only had it three or four times, but he he gets it every set of night shifts he does. He's a nurse. He does a lot of night shifts.
3: That's so weird. Like The only, I tell a lie, I have had sleep paralysis before. However, I've had it when I've been fevered and when I was a child.
2: Oh, like Raj fever dreams, kind of.
3: Yeah, and I remember um, when I had, I used to, I used to frequently have earache when I was a kid until I had my adenoids out, which they don't do anymore, apparently. Um, and um, I remember waking up and there was someone standing. And I had, again, when I had the flu, like kiddie flu or whatever, when I was later on, there was someone standing in the doorway. But the weird thing that's consistent was a ball, a big metal ball bounces towards the, the room towards me. But from this figure in the corner. Is it like ominous? yeah it's like it's gonna crush me or something
2: and this kind of crossed over nicely with your episode we did last week about witch hunts and stuff because an explanation a lot of people have put forward for people who say they see witches flying in the room and they're frozen and can't move is probably sleep paralysis totally no Mm -hmm. um but I can't get angry about that again (laughs) uh but from a science point of view there is no Solid proof or evidence that there's a consciousness that we can control separate from our physical body, and as such, it's characterised as a pseudoscience. Savage. So I'm just going to quickly go and describe historical terms that have described possible astral projection, and it goes back as far as ancient Egypt, and concepts of travel, travelling souls, um, appeared back in ancient Egyptian teachings. They called the soul ba like B-A, uh, and the physical body, Ka. And in the Book of the Dead, there was an image found that sh- that has a photo of the Ba, the, the spiritual body hovering above their physical body, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not going to oh. lie. I think that's so cool. And I'll put the photo on Instagram for the post. Some uh, Inuit groups, people with special capabilities called Angakuk, are said to be able to astral project to far away remote places and they can come back and tell everyone what it's been like. Apparently, in some cultures, this has been tested. Like somebody's been like, I'm going to write something on a piece of paper, come and travel and see me and tell me what it says. And they've been able to say. Oh, my God. Yeah, wild. And Hindu scriptures also do describe uh, astral travel. These include uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, who apparently witnessed a miracle being done through astral projection. And astral projection is one of the siddhis in Hindu, which is a, a magical power. And this is felt to be achievable who are with people who are very disciplined in their yoga practice and mm-hmm. that deep meditative state, which it kind of keeps coming back to. And um, Drona in the, in the epic Mahabharata, Drona leaves his physical body to go and see if his son is still alive. And so he's able to astral travel. In Japanese mythology, astral projection is considered to be the manifestation of a soul leaving the spirit, leaving the physical body of a person similar to what we would describe as it. Um, So in traditional kind of Japanese teachings, it would say that if someone holds anger and a grudge significantly towards another person, it's believed that part or whole of their soul can leave their body and go and see the person they basically hate to harm them.
1: Oh my God.
2: basically an evil eye so not so nice and Mm -hmm. also if somebody's very unwell or in a coma they can leave their leave a living body and choose to kind of float about which again is quite insidious eh because the wee boy is in a coma yeah that's i don't know why i did a snake motion he's actually
3: absolutely It kind of ties back also to our first episode of this new series around, like, near-death experiences as well.
2: Absolutely. There's so much crossover. Mm -hmm. We're just so efficient. We don't even know it. So efficient. So good. In Christianity, Carrington, Muldoon, Pearson and Williams say that our spiritual body is attached to the physical body by means of a silver cord. And this is something that has came up time and time again when I've been reading about this. The final chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> I think my heathenism is coming out. <laughs> and it's often cited to say before the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be shattered at the fountain or the wheel be broken at cistern. And this is basically a context that the body is compared to a machine and the silver cord um, is what ties your soul to your body. Uh, in our current culture, As we described, it's this kind of of out-of-body experience. And people describe travelling through realms very differently. Some people see concentric circles. Some see nested spheres. Some people are able to go and visit their family. As I said, there's no solid scientific proof of either of this. Um, There's cases of patients. Why do I keep saying patients? You've been working all day. People having experiences of astral projection from ketamine and dmt wow which again is that surprising probably not is that astral travel i don't think it is i think you're just high Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of compelling evidence and A lot, like I said, there's been experiments done on people who claim they're able to leave their, their physical body and actually travel. And experiments have found that people are able to travel to another room and see what's in it. Again, kind of ties back to the first episode of near death experiences of people being able to kind of overlook everything and see things they wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Um, a kind of famous psychologist, however, says, ash objection is just delusion, hallucination, and vivid dreams okay there's also of the supposed evidence of the ability to astral travel has also been criticized by a lot of people and there's lots of books who would describe it as pseudoscience and somebody responded to a famous person's claims of being able to astral travel to jupiter and observe the planet i think i'm with the psychologist in this one Uh, was described as unconvincing and unimpressive (laughs) (laughs) uh, psychologists and psychiatry would generally consider astral projection as an illusion and believe that it is like strong enough human belief imagination and knowledge about things that you are subconsciously saying is astral travel, which is really cool if that is the case that your body's able to do that yeah as i said the silver cord has came up time and time again and it's often called the life thread the life cord and it basically is a life-giving linkage from your floating self to the physical body. And a lot of people describe it like an umbilical cord that's basically tied oh. to it. And it's basically like if something happens, you're tied to your body. Right. Something was to happen. And isn't it wild that a lot of people are describing the same thing? And a lot of people describe it as blue light strings. And it's almost like ganglionic in the way it's described. Mm. As your astral body will move through the astral plane The strings can like break apart in a lot of people or kind of clump together. And then it becomes this kind of umbilical looking cord. These are kind of a form of -of out-of-body experience. And as I said, the cord linking their physical body to their astral form is felt to be a protective thing to, to kind of keep them safe. And it's almost an assurance that you won't get lost in the astral plane. And reading on Reddit, reading several accounts a lot of really experienced astral projectors say it's a fast way to return to your body you just run back via the cord and it takes you back safer and quicker and the cord kind of serves as a link not only between the two bodies but it kind of limits the astral body a lot of people feel so a lot of people do feel limited by it and somebody said a really experienced astral projector said it only goes 50 to 70 meters and i'm like did you get like you get like a measuring tape, babes. <laughs> yeah, is there a B? Is there a B and Q on the way to Jupiter?
3: Get <laughs> the measuring tape.
2: It. <laughs> it's <What? about> Seventy. <laughs> so funny. Um, but it's that kind of bird's eye view a lot of the time. Often they'll go and travel to see loved ones, or kind of just float through. And I've heard of stories of um people who have astral projected. One case that I read about was. Um, a granddad whose son or daughter, I can't remember which one he didn't approve of for whatever reason, having a baby at wedlock, something like that. Something old fashioned and religiously. Mm-hmm. And he kind of stopped seeing their, his granddaughter through that. Mm-hmm. And one night ash projected and went to go and see his granddaughter, who was super ill and was standing and was like, I'm really sorry, I'm gonna make up to you, blah, blah. blah. And then woke up. And he was like, I need to go and see her. I need to go and see her. And then she woke up from the dream and was like, oh, granddad was here. He's on his way. Wow. Weird. Which That's is weird.
3: weird. Sorry, can I interject for a second? This sounds so familiar, right? Cause see, um, when I went to get, I went to the psychic after my split and I was describing what happened and all that types of thing. And remember the psychic was like, at first I wasn't like rating her or whatever. I was like, Charlatan or whatever. But then she, like, said that she was psychically connecting to the other person. And she was, like, she described her to a T. Like, she's, like, I can see her. Like, she's this. And then she, like, tapped into her feelings. And she's, like, and she also described what I would presume was, like, exactly that. And I'm, like, is that psychic? Or is she doing a form of astral projection into that? Exactly.
2: Exactly. it definitely like there's a lot of overlap it's a very great area It's not really a black and white i would love to be able to astral project i would love to be able to go and visit people it's the cases like that though where people have astral projected and gone to kind of see family members who have seen them and one of my favorite podcasts is two girls one ghost and i think both of them have astral projected before and one of them like had full conversations with this woman like she had no idea who she was and stuff.
3: And is the person they're speaking to in a dream as well then?
2: I th- she thinks so? Like, and because she was like, you got to be careful here kind of thing.
3: Did, you, did, I, did I ever tell you about, my, this is un, unrelated to astral projection, but did I tell you about when my mum told me about when she used to do the Ouija board when she was a kid with her mum and stuff, with my granny? Because mm-hmm. they were like dead spiritual. So they were doing. They used to do it for fun, and my mum was like, my mum was telling me about it, and she said that they used to connect with not dead people, but people on the other side of the world.
2: Baby, that's objection, so,
3: kind of um, no? And yeah, well, kind of, because like she said that through the through their like makeshift board, they had a conversation with someone in Australia, and they described where they lived, what it was like, all this stuff.
2: That's wild. I know. Must be something like that.
3: Yeah, because I'd never heard of that. One. Like that you could speak to real alive people via a Ouija board.
2: And then I'm like, and I go down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, it's time linear. Probably not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We're like in alternate timelines. I can't go all conspiracy, but <laughs> it is weird. A lot of people, when they are astral projection, describe passing through a kind of tunnel shape, kind of like the near death experiences. Again, isn't it? and they pass through this tunnel which looks like a birth canal and then coming out with this kind of silver cord like a birth canal so people have described these experiences kind of like childbirth and these kind of birth theories have hypothesized that people who have been born by cesarean sections wouldn't have tunnel experiences during these astral projections which is fascinating absolutely fascinating Mm. Uh, but then another study showed that there was no difference between the two Hmm. so who knows who knows again great area. it's not very black and white a lot of people have different places where they say this silver cord would attach to uh, some people say the back some people say the front and there's not really a single point of connection it's rather kind of all these different strands that hang onto your major chakras a lot of people would describe as well And often in a near-death experience or patients who are dying, it's okay to use the word patients there. I think the silver cord has been mentioned as well, which is fascinating, man. It's it's just it's the consistency for me. Like it's not just one person saying this, but then again, some people could argue that that's just like a memory from birth. You're not aware you had, and you could be replaying it. It's
3: potentially, yeah. But it's like the near-death thing, right? It's like people aren't to have so many consistent experiences now before today i didn't re- i hadn't really done any reading on astral projections it's, it's that cuz it's your topic and like it's not something i was like i wouldn't if i astral projected tonight like i wouldn't know any of this background you know having not spoken about this absolutely so presumably all those other people haven't either exactly. but they still have a consistent experience uh
2: there is a conception amongst the community the spiritual community who would astral project that if the cord it's, it doesn't remain connected. The astral projector will die, and there's a theory this has happened to the man that I mentioned. And if a person is elderly or unwell, then that makes you even more at risk of the the cord separating. If that silver cord was to break, it's an irreversible irreversible separation of the two, and this is death and dying. It's a permanent astral projection that can't be undone. God, cool. so on that terrifying note um i'll just quickly read a little bit about the jewish bible or christian christian old testament uh from original hebrew it says before the silver cord snaps and the golden f- fountain is shattered the pitcher breaks at the fountain and the wheels fall shattered into the pit dust re- returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to god who gave it and goes on and, and similar things of uh, the same vein but basically it's been stated as far back as bible times so is there truth in oh it my god who knows i'll tell you what i'm not gonna be doing it well <sighs> well listen i'm making it sound terrifying i've got sources who say be careful and i've got sources that say you'll be fine so i'm gonna go a wee bit into both so Um, astral hq is a website designated for people who want to astral project who who can astral project to do it safely and they say the astral projection has some dangers particularly mental and emotional exhaustion there can be astral parasites that cling to your aura there's often breathing difficulty at the onset of the experience okay inhaler babes but also becoming obsessed with the astral plane is listed at a risk and there are certain crystals that can repel these or parasites breathing through your nose can separate the can ease the separation process um, from the parasites and you should always do it in a safe place but they also go into the worries that i've mentioned and explain why you're mostly okay <laughs> mostly so a lot of people would have fear of dying in your waking life if that silver cord is, is separated they say a common fear is that you can die in waking life if you die in a dream or an out of body experience, and this is simply not true. The only thing that is true is that if you get killed in waking life whilst having an out of body experience, then you will die,
4: <laughs> which is fair. Well, obviously, yeah.
2: <laughs> Like having an out of body experience wouldn't protect you from dangers in this real world, but it's not going to make you in any more in danger. And they also addressed fear of being possessed by something evil by a demon. And they say that it's really only something that can happen if you let it. It can happen, but you have to invite the the demon in, or be super weak, or vibrate at a low frequency, which none of our listeners are. Okay. Hmm. And people have just they've said you know be super vigilant and firm with any spirits or entity you might come across, and you will be fine. If there's anything threatening or frightening to you whatsoever, visualize yourself in a bright white room, and have gold and white shining all around you and say no to anything trying to enter your body or come back with you I'm going to use that on a night out (laughs) (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm.
2: a lot of people have fears of getting lost or separate from your physical body like I said and it said you cannot get physically separated from getting back to your body whilst astral protection it's a complete myth and there's no real danger in the same way you couldn't get trapped or kept in the astral realm against your will it can sometimes feel or seem like it's happening, but just focus your energy on returning to your body and visualize that silver cord, and it pulls you back to your body. If you can be delayed by an entity that wants to
1: keep you there, it's often only a few minutes, and you will return back to your. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: body next one to look out for evil demons that want to have sex with you one may argue <laughs> that's Tinder. <laughs> Tinder one may argue or that. astral projection so apparently there's dark entities in the astral realm that want to suck the energy out of you sexually Ooh-er. lauren's like doesn't sound that bad um well, maybe i will
1: <laughs> all right <laughs>
2: uh but this should be avoided at all costs no matter how tempting they will steal your energy all you do is say no and again imagine that white protective light bye felicias Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are also worried they might escape the waking life get disconnected from reality like a video game it's just basically telling you to not be a fanny it's just like yeah i I think that's a little bit self-responsibility there people are also worried about getting fatigue it's quite tiring to do it lucid dreamers are quite tired and also it's not very restful sleep and a lot of people wake up to astral project set an alarm at 4 a.m because it's reportedly the best time to astral project so just stop waking up at 4 o'clock if you get tired basically stop it yeah apparently the best hours to astral project are between 3 and 5 a.m though which is quite cool Mm, that's
3: interesting because so you're asleep by that point and that but you can do it right set alarms.
2: people set alarms to wake themselves up and then I shall shout you oh, I can be asked for that babes. Yeah, babe. me neither um a lot of people are worried and I think this would probably be our worry as well are worried about having scary experiences or things that would frighten them mm-hmm. uh, they've said most of the time it's going to be a strong positive experience and nothing bad will happen but it's much like hallucinations, you might have a bad time. And if you have any kind of, do you know how I've described this? We spoke about this before. Do you know how we spoke about like when we, when people do like weed and it kind of no. depends on who you're with, whether you'll be paranoid or whether you're going to be relaxed. Like mm-hmm. if you're on somebody you're tense with, you might be more paranoid. And it's kind of saying that. It's like if you've got any worry, any doubts, any paranoia before you go, don't do it because you're going to be open to negativity yeah ground yourself meditate be emotionally and mentally ready to ash object because if, if you're not you will be in danger so just just make sure you're ready and I don't think I am even though I did try <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are worried they might be overwhelmed by the the experience of being in the astral realm that's understandable you might not know what to, what to expect uh, the Ashley HQ says you should only ever ash object if you're emotionally mentally stable and strong if you're depressed stressed anxious or insecure don't do it so that's me (laughs) yeah that's basically the whole of the world
3: (laughs) yes everyone right now man
2: um and there's a lot of frustration as well for a lot of people who are like I can't do it I can't do it and I mean I couldn't do it, but I'm not frustrated about it. And it might happen. But a lot of people are like, just take your time and it takes up to six months before people are actually able to have their first actual projection. So there's no rush. That's basically what it's saying.
3: You might get to this, right? But like, what's the point? Vibing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just really want to be an extreme nosy bitch.
2: <laughs> and, like <laughs> look <laughs> It's because you get to go and see all these places and you it's basically like teleporting in the, the dream world. Mm. Like somebody went to Jupiter babes. Apparently. <laughs> kind of like. I love that they gave it like two stars. Why <laughs> somebody like what's on what's on the rings of Saturn and it's you if you're like vape, like hey,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you have to see you vaping, looking really annoyed at how boring it is.
2: <laughs> like, oh my god, there's just sunshine up here. <laughs> uh so first thing I'm going to read to you is a seven-step guide to astral projection. And then I'm going to read an experience on Reddit, and then I will play Andy's experience.
3: Oh, cool. I don't know if it's just me, but my forehead is ginormous in this call. Is it always that big?
2: No, you've never got a big forehead, babe.
3: I also hate my hands. You've got lovely hands. Well, thank you, dear. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'm going to touch upon this Reddit post, which is by zero rancy and it describes what they feel is the best astral projection technique there's a literal wiki how article on this so if you really want to do it you can go and look there i quite like this one and it's quite succinct and to the point so this person has said it's willpower over obsession there's no kind of formal technique but unless you're naturally skilledly advised doing this and this is their mo for astral projection so their first step is go earlier than usual to bed. Their second step is to lie comfortably in the way that makes the most sense once they've exited the physical body. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Doesn't to me.
3: I guess like like, like lying back so you get back in. You wouldn't be crawled up in a ball or like ready for uh, your, ass, ass, your ass up or whatever, would you? <laughs>
2: Depends what you want to do in the astral plane, babes. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we are not here to judge. Explore, guys. Me an maybe. astral hoe. Yeah. get your whole hoops in for actual projection. Right, got it now. So you've basically got to be ready to get back in. Okay. Yeah. Imagine climbing back in in that position.
3: <laughs> Face down, ass up. Love it. Exeter. Lovely.
2: The third step is lying down and keeping your eyes open for a while. And just kind of preparing your physical body to take off. (laughs) (laughs) off (sighs) And then the fourth step is to inhale faster than your exhale. Their exhale should be very slow. Visualize your body getting heavier and heavier and your arms and legs swelling. I don't know if I love that word. I would describe being heavy. (laughs) Mm. Breathe only using, this is something I've read a lot, Breathe only using the upper half of your lung capacity and contract your lower abdomen.
3: I've done that before, that type of meditation.
2: I think I have as well. I've definitely done the inhale and exhale slower. And fifth step, realise that you have now entered the hypnagogic state. So you can kind of look into the back of your eyelids, imagine something close in front of you. Some people choose to quote affirmations to not fall asleep and program your subconscious. Six, you begin to feel yourself wavering and wobbling. And it is now that you must simultaneously roll your eyes upwards as you exhale slowly and focus on your forehead chakra. This will intensify the feeling of wavering and wobbling. Imagine a point 30 centimetres in front of the centre of your forehead. Use symbolism to imprint an intention Um, Some people visualise an arrow as an example. Hold this image as long as possible in your head whilst breathing and moving your eyes in coordination. Last stage. From the seventh stage on, this is an art form in itself. It's a matter of trying. It's something that is difficult to describe, but the process from now on is a deep mix of willpower and an empty mind, so you're not distracted by things. So, if you do it, guys, let us know if it works, let us know i've also posted in the show notes i have literally became horizontal recording this i'm gonna set up <laughs> uh, i'll post in the show notes that meditation that i tried for astral projection but there's loads there's loads and loads and loads of guided meditations on spotify youtube for astral projection
3: where would you go if you could do it can you choose where to go then or do you just end up there
2: maybe you must be able to because otherwise like you said why
3: Yeah, you remember a few weeks ago? I maybe didn't tell you about this, but um, you know my crush. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, but in my in a dream that I had, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: we were. I was talking with her in the dream, and I remember the dream she was really aloof right to the end, and I was like fuming about it. But then I woke (laughs) up the next day and I hadn't heard from her like in a couple of days, and then I had three texts
2: just randomly wild you I maybe mean, I think you did tell me that babes
3: I did I think I did yeah I was like oh my god I and,
4: anyway, and mean maybe- I'm,
2: I'm kind of with you like a lot of me is like what's the benefit a lot of people say that it's like you're going to places that are really highly high vibration and it mm-hmm. feels amazing and you see these amazing worlds and you get to go and see things you wouldn't see so the pop's just doing it for the bands
3: to, for the pants to tell folk about the next day you'll oh never
2: my guess. god that you'll never guess <laughs>
3: you'll never guess
2: uh so i'll quickly read this reddit story that i've saved and then i'll play andy's story so this is a story from 11 hours ago so it's super super new and uh, it's somebody's first actual astral projection experience and this is by a person whose username is non underscore so it says was this astral projection? What's up? I'd like to ask more experienced astral projectors on crossing over into the astral world. I was looking into astral projection for some time with my women. I really don't like how much they say that in this. I'm just going to give the heads up. And yesterday, the experience I had was as if I raised my vibration. And it started, I guess, with exiting my body and then a sudden spinning feeling that I'm about to die. My woman told me about the spinning feeling before, but I didn't really know what she meant until yesterday. My intuition and spirit guides told me to just focus on the spinning sensation, to not give in to fear, and I really tried. But that spinning feeling in motion was so strong that I had to open my eyes. I'm pretty grounded as myself, in control of my emotions and the physical, having the desire to shift into the astral. To sum this up, I do have a few questions but as being in the presence of someone, in my case, laying in one bed with my woman, call her my woman once fucking more. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Is the spinning motion normal for the first time? I didn't give in to fear when the spinning occurred. Would I, If I had, would that be astral projection? Is it possible for me and my woman to astral project together? We're spiritually based in our relationship, so it would be lovely to astral project together, basically.
3: Well, first off, stop calling her my woman. I can't.
2: I can't. But basically, somebody has replied uh, an an experienced astral projector. So they have said yes. Um, the vibrational state can induce another person to astral project with you. It can also let them enter a vibrational state. Uh, but it's a bit harder, which is also what she said. Um, and (laughs) somebody replied saying you did astral project. It's maybe not the ideal astral projection what you're looking for, but all of them are different. You may completely leave your body to a different place or you can exit to a place similar to your own room. There are different experiences. There's 3D blackness called the void, blind projection, hyper-realism, or low realism. You stop fear when you get more experiences. So somebody has come me being like, once I was vibrating hard, Ashley projecting, and I hugged my wife and she started vibrating.
3: Oh my God. I
2: know. So interesting story. And I'm gonna just touch upon a little bit of a naughty thing. (laughs) Go on then. This is just a quick one and then I'll do Andy's story. But basically, this is an Astral Projection Reddit as well by Morgoth37 from three years ago. And it says, after 57 years of Astral Projection, I can't say I've done it all, but I've done enough to write an article for it, Reddit. So what higher accomplishments can there be for this life? And these are 40 things to do, including sex during astral projection no and this I feel like is going to explain why people do it more because it's a little bit like why so the first thing he says well I'm being presumptuous it might be a she the first thing they say flying when I just feel like having fun I'll leave my body find a spot in the sky and I will just will myself to the sky and like a rocket I take off find myself in the clouds and flying through thunder clouds is so energizing but so is flying off a crashing surfer over tall windswept mountains." There's also tourism. Do you crave the excitement of walking on the Chinese Great Wall, roaming in the Roman Colosseum, or figuring out the riddle of the Egyptian Sphinx? The only fly in the ointment is that you're barely on a Six Flags Park travel budget, but with astral projection, you can visit these monuments to a man's ingenuity without spending a dime. I've checked out many tourist traps in my time at astral projection including Stonehenge, the Mayan Pyramids, and the Sistine Chapel. The third is healing. I have insomnia from time to time, and I find that absorbing energy in the astral plane can help me get through the tough times. You can help to heal others too by projecting energy into their bodies. Have fun experimenting with this activity. And then it says underneath, whoever keep following your doctor's advice and medical treatment plan. (laughs) The, The fourth is reduce your fear of death. Of course, I'll never truly die, but the chances of are the rest of you will. Seriously, though, I find ash objection reduces my fear of physical death. It's nice to know I won't just wink out of existence when my physical shell craps out. <laughs> F5, communicating with relatives who've passed on. I've been able to say goodbye to my grandmother and father-in-law within days of their passing. I find that many spirits hang around near the physical plane for a few days to a few weeks before they pass on to the higher plane. This is the best time span to say goodbye if you missed your chance earlier. Once they've moved onward, it's too late for contact. Assuming they're not the type to get stuck in the lower astral like substance abusers, control freaks or other troublesome earthbound types. Note, don't be fooled by ghost machines on the market today. They either don't work or you just attract lower entities wanting to screw with gullible physical humans. Understand that just because someone has died doesn't mean they suddenly gain wisdom of the universe. A live dumbass is just a dead dumbass after kicking the bucket.
3: That's savage. Savage.
2: Six, time travel. This is one of my favourite astral projection activities. As an experienced astral projector, I've travelled to the past to see the dinosaurs or travelled as far into the future to see the end of the earth as it's been swallowed by the sun. I had a blast doing both. However, if you've never seen a North American mammoth heard about 20,000 years ago, you haven't lived. I flew in front of a bull who had to be 13 feet or 4 meters tall. Those enormous tusks must have really impressed the ladies. I could write a book on this one and I probably will. However, if the future exists as infinite possibilities until human species collapse and save one that we collectively choose to become our joint reality.
3: That is so profound. I believe that bitch.
2: (laughs) Seven parallel worlds. A cousin to time travel is parallel world travel. I've seen parallel realities in which George Washington was killed early on in the American revolution, which caused the United States to never be born. In that reality, the South did eventually split to become a separate group of states under British empire. In the 1980s, the first Olympics were held where the North and South completed as one team for the first time. In a more personal experience, I returned to a parallel wreck and error that I had two daughters instead of the one I have in this reality. I was only able to remain in this body for about 10 minutes before I was forced out by slightly disparate vibrations that didn't quite match mine. Eight, Akashic records. I'll be honest, I've never been, but I've had a number of astral projection students who have travelled to this plane where the records of all existence for this iteration of the universe are held. Oh my god. I Fucking love that. I'd like You could be like, like voice not me on WhatsApp, like you'll never believe it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god, babes.
2: <laughs> this is making me want to do it more. Nine under the ocean exploration. <gasps> I've done this a couple of times because deep dark oceans have freaked me out since I saw the movie Jaws. Seriously, who the hell swims out to the boy at night buck naked? Anywho, in one trip I was feeling depressed which is a bad time to project when I sighted this 12 foot tall glowing astral tulip looking plant or animal in the depths of the ocean it broadcast a call to me promising me warmth peace and rest however some small part of me sensed an alien intelligence and a desperate hunger I was halfway towards a damn thing when I snapped out of my trance that was my last deep ocean astral trip on a note This was definitely an astral life form. You're not going to see it pop up on any National Geographic special anytime soon. I'm sure you'll have better luck if you're feeling good for your deep sea trip. Just stay away from the big glowing tulips. 10. Outer space travel. This is one of my favourites. They checked out the weird ruins on the dark side of the moon. I've flown through the sun and told myself it was like fire walking. I rode a tumbling asteroid cruising by Earth and sailed on an ice rock circling Saturn just to name a few trips. And there's a book here too. Write your book, my man. 11. Psychic side effects. I've noticed when I astral project a lot, my senses of telepathy and precognition are kicking in hard. I have to be careful during these times to let people say their piece before I answer them. Otherwise, they start looking at me like my head is sprouting horns. In one interesting case of precognition, I swear I listened to a message on my phone about 12 hours before it was actually left on my phone. That one sent serious chills down my spine and the concerns about my personal sanity were self-expressed. 12, gain spiritual wisdom. You can meet interesting characters and entities on the various astral planes. Some waste your time, but some really impart true wisdom that you would never encounter before, previously on the spinning ball of dirt and water. I've had dealings with beings who may be angels as well as low creatures that leech energy from alcoholics, drug abusers, and everything in between. 13, merge with the consciousness of animals. I almost didn't list this one because it does have hazards, but since I've done it on a few occasions, I thought I'd be a hypocrite and maybe a little condescending for not listing it as a thing that's possible in the astral plane. I've merged with a large cat running wild in the future of North America. When I took control, it was running. I promptly proceeded to flip head over heels, tripping over my own four feet yes I felt like an idiot an idiot in substantial pain I eventually got the hang of walking on all four legs and then it says in brackets you try it sometime because it's hard I left after about 15 minutes another time I merged with a big hungry fish I didn't know what it was they don't have mirrors in the ocean and it was dark inside I didn't try and control the voluntary brain this time as I can barely swim as a human I more or less audited the experience and leapt as it bit into a smaller fish. I couldn't see too well as the ocean was only lit by the moon, but I sensed location of prey ahead. A third time I had wrote about in my previous Reddit Reddit article article, seeing through a dino croc's eyes. Check it out if you're interested. I was only in the monster for a handful of minutes, but my mouth watered for weeks afterwards whenever I smelled rotting meat in the garbage.
4: I was supposed to say garbage. Garbage.
2: I also had a tendency to unconsciously size up small animals as possible prey items. Thankfully for the neighbourhood garbage bag and four-legged pets, these side effects faded away. And last but not least, astral sex.
1: hmm.
2: So it says yes, astral sex is a thing. On the lower levels, astral plane sex is similar to our physical manner of knocking boots without quite as much wear and tear on the naughty bits. The overall sensation is like a stimulating electric current running through your astral frame. If you ever put your finger in a light socket, it kind of feels like that. Only replace that discomfort with pleasure. I can't say I've ever put my finger in a light socket. And I don't plan on no. it.
3: I don't think I would ever do that.
2: On the higher astral levels, sex becomes true joining of souls. All of one secret being revealed for your partner to see. And in some cases live as if it was them who experienced them even when you separate a part of them lives within you always i could talk about astral sex black rot disease as well but i doubt anybody wants to hear about that subject and then somebody commented saying you can't just throw out something as crazy as astral sex black rot disease and not expect us to ask about it so i mean now now it's selling it to me a bit more lauren
3: yeah, I, I think it, I like the sort of exploration side of it or like time travelling. I think that sounds amazing. Yeah. Or I would love to I would love to astral project into my cats right now and find okay. out how they're feeling.
2: They look happy though. Yeah, they're fine. Love them. God love them. So to finish, I'm going to play the voice note from our good friend Andy at Spooky Island Radio who very kindly sent me a voice note and he didn't realise it was astral projection until uh until a mermaid told him? Why was I going to say mermaid? Until a psychic told him. Where is mermaid coming from? Anyway.
4: So I'm not sure what you would sort of call my experience, but it, it's definitely a strange one. Where is astral projection or something else? Um, yeah, you'll have to decide. But my I, I've always had vivid dreams. And I say like a lot of my dreams are more lucid than sort of astral projection. Um, I've had very very, very vivid dreams that I can remember, um, like the sensation of, you know, flying, things like that. It's, yeah, so I, I definitely have something that goes on sometimes when I sleep, but um, years ago, about 15 years ago, I was about 15, 16, I was living in a haunted house. Um, just your standard sort of, you know, new build house. There's no, nothing scary, just one other family had been in before us. Um, and I believed to be in contact with some this, this old man who had died, um, in the house. So I thought it was this spirit that I was speaking to and having experiences with. And over time, sort of got used to it. But there was this one night, I was having this really weird dream, and it was so vivid. It was like it was like shots in a film. It would like there was a shadow on the other side of my door shadow of a man and then it was me lying down in bed and he was talking to me i remember going backwards and forwards but every time like i'd ask it a question it would cut to me like i could see my face it was really strange it's like a film cut yeah it was really strange like i could see myself and then i could see like the shadow would answer me on the other side of the door and it sort of came to a head, and I sort of said, "Oh, I don't believe, I don't believe you're here. I don't believe you are what you say you are. Um, show me that you're real." And I remember my body; I could hear like the latch open, and then it was like um, it was like I'd become the shadow figure and oh, yeah. towards my own body, and then I woke up at like three in the morning, like in cold sweats and shivers all over my body. Um, oh my it's, it's really strange it's either i was speaking to like a medium a few years ago story and he sort of said it sounds like astral projection or like an outer body experience um because i was watching the entire thing and then the fact that i became this black shadow is yeah so i'm not sure if it's astral projection but it's definitely uh, something creepy thank you bye
3: <laughs> That's so weird. I'm sure Andy's spoken
2: about that figure before yeah. as well. And knowing what we know now, and having spoken about it, it does kind of sound like a projection, doesn't it? It does. It yeah. absolutely does.
3: How freaky! I, I love how casually is about you know. Oh yeah, haunted house, or whatever. <laughs> like,
2: or whatever. That you're like what? You're from a haunted house? Wild
3: that's so interesting see when speaking there as well I remember I now maybe I have done this well maybe not maybe not astral projection but I remember having a dream um one time and I don't know if it was lucid dreaming or not but like I remember something was happening in the dream and I did ask someone if they were real oh it was in the old house you've
2: mentioned this to me Is yeah and I, and I
3: I said it. I basically was like, "Are you really here, or whatever?" Oh, that was that really weird dream I had. Oh, remember when? So basically, I'm sure people have. i probably spoken about this on on the podcast before, but remember, I went into my stepdaughter's room, and there was someone, and it was me, but it was like a different version of me, and it was coming towards me, and I kept being like, "You're not real, or you're you're not you're not me."
2: What if that was your future self
3: astral projecting? I fucking hope not because it was pure Mingan looking I was like Botox please oh, okay. it was not a gorgeous Lauren no. but I remember I remember in the dream I think it was like it was anxiety or whatever like in the form of something but I remember in the dream being like you're not real you're not here and stuff and then I woke myself up
2: it's weird did that feel like you in a different plane
3: it felt like I was in a different version of the house so it felt like it was an alter It was like you know like silent little- yeah like like a dark because I remember in the dream as well the whole house was white but it was dark it was dark and it was like it was my house but there was like slight nuances and but Leah's room was like or sorry my stepdaughter's room was was like Almost the same, apart from on the bed, there was like a white cloth over the person, and then they just slowly got up. And what it was right in the dream is they were trying this other version of me was trying to scare me. I felt, and I was like, You can't scare me, or whatever.
2: I hate that.
3: And I said it like that, so I was like, Can't scare me, or whatever. (laughs) 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 Defiant. That was, that was the height of my anxiety at the time though, about the house and stuff, I reckon. So it was all, come up, but that yeah, that was weird. And then I have other recurring dreams. And I know this is not thingy to this, but I'm always at my gran- granny and granda's house, my mum's mum and dad's, and it's always at night. And sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not, but the house is haunted.
2: Maybe tap into that as whether it's like an actual projection. Maybe. I think out of the two of us, you're more likely to actual object than me
3: yeah you I,
2: agree?
3: I think yeah I think at times I used to have like my m- like my mate would tell me all the time she's like you have the most symbolic vivid dreams
2: mm. and everything
3: like corresponds to something that's going on with your life and she's right like
2: I have them as well I think I'm too closed off for for actual objection I do
3: I think I'm getting more closed off as I get older I think when I was slightly younger I was more like Whereas now my fear would be that I'd astral project and I'd forget how to get back into my body while I'm actual projecting. Like I'd forget how to get back.
1: Then actually say so, don't
2: worry, don't worry, Queen.
3: Yeah. But then I would probably I would, I would either not forget or I wouldn't be able to visualize myself or something.
2: I don't think I've got the balls, to be honest.
3: And then I just float off into like the sex layer or whatever.
2: <laughs> Forever. Right. I... <laughs> flying up like <laughs> flying up using like dildos wings like all right come on you, lads.
4: here guys
1: oh, can you imagine?
2: that's weird though like that dream you had almost reminds me of like the bent neck lady on um conning of hill house have you seen when nell sees the bent neck lady and it's actually her and she's yeah terrible?
3: We were talking about that today in the office, and I have actually not watched that full series all the way through because I find it too scary.
2: Babes, what?
3: It's the right level of fear for me, it's and my mum
2: incredible, but it's it is terrifying. Like it is so like in your psyche, like it's yeah. oh, it's brilliant. I think that's like one of the best series ever. Um,
3: and my mum. Who watches scary things by herself all the time? Like when she saw, before I moved in, obviously my brother had already moved out. My mom would be like by herself, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I just watched Hereditary last night or whatever." <laughs> like herself, not even ours. It's Lorraine, uh, Yeah, but she but she couldn't watch Haunted House and Haunted Hill. She said she had to turn it off. It was too scary.
2: I would watch Haunting Hill House any day over Hereditary. That film disturbed me beyond belief.
3: See, I, I that, like that. I find films like that more. Disturbing than scary, for sure. Like I didn't find like it
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same. As, I just couldn't watch it again. It was so. It wasn't like I like being scared. You like being scared. It wasn't like a good level of scared. It was like this is horrendous.
3: Yeah. It was really cracking
2: like, movie. Like he did a good job, but nah. I yeah.
3: just think I think the best scary films are ones with suspense and
2: ghosts and stuff like that. That's the scary yeah. thing. And that's why haunting of Hill House* is such a good series. It's so much suspense so good love it you need to finish it you so need to finish well, it
3: well I might ask my mom if she'll want to watch it with me now that I'm here but it was it's the kind of thing where because my mom doesn't get scared that often but she did say she was like that night I was like quite
2: scared in my bedroom mm-hmm. watch it if it's used to together though we could do it
3: yeah
2: I am um, I have watched it a few times I watched it with um Alex and Callum we binged it in a weekend <laughs> lol and then i watched it again with my boyfriend at the time and then watched it again <laughs> haunting of bly manor is shite though i have to say
3: oh god i watched that with my ex and i was like this is the most boring Leszy life drama and i'm like this is not on with me at Awful.
2: all but haunting of hill house chef's kiss uh but i hope you enjoyed that episode
3: i did that was super interesting and informative i really near perfect babes i loved it
2: Thanks. I'm going to go and... Um, yeah, this will be a much more streamlined version than Lauren got by the time it's edited. Oh, my God.
3: See, last week's episode, see, trying to edit that. Oh my! <laughs> God. There's actually... I actually had to move bits about as well, like, see yeah. where you made a couple of sweet comments. I was like, oh, where can I interject it so I can still have it in? And it wasn't and even said
2: at that point. We're doing our best, and you can never tell, but it would be funny to see all the bloopers at the end that we have to take out. Oh, my God. And, like, will it ever not call people patients I, I don't think I will
3: it's like when I call people customers or clients yeah. <laughs> you
2: just uh, like get to be it's patients do you know what I mean
3: yeah
2: I really enjoyed that episode
3: so did I and I'm gonna look into it I'm, I I might consider doing it only so I can go abroad and tell my crush something and then also to do other cool things
2: Yes. And if you are listening and you fancy ash objecting, if it's something you have done, let us know what happens. Let us know if you go under the sea. Let us know if you see Ariel and Sebastian. <laughs> I want to know. Let us know if you got Jupiter. Yeah. Is it as
3: boring as they say?
2: <laughs> I'm like, is there vapes for laws up in Jupiter? <laughs> is there?
3: Sorry. I actually was laughing so much at that. You know, I listened to another podcast called Watch What Crappens, which is so funny. It's like about Bravo stuff. And one of the hosts in that vapes as well. And you can totally hear him be like, oh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to our episodes back and I was like, oh God, you can totally hear me vaping. There <laughs> is I'm one like, episode.
2: There's only one, but it was either last week or the weeks before. And you're just chatting and then you go, I know. <laughs> I know. It. <laughs> it's right in the microphone. I was like, oh, she was vaping there. <laughs> so funny do you remember at my party on Saturday and I was like you smell amazing I want to eat that cloud and you we were, like, <laughs> we were like do you want a vape and I was like no I just want to eat it
3: <laughs> I know I'm like handing out vapes like it's not addictive
2: you're like do you want nicotine addiction babe
3: happy birthday <laughs> happy birthday start it with a
2: start your 30s with the, an addiction
3: <laughs> I need to kick them to be fair
2: you should listen to one at Alan Carr, not the comedian's books. Amazing. I will. I
3: definitely will.
2: But as always, thank you guys for listening. Go and give us a follow on Instagram at this place on your podcast. i post some hilarious memes, we post some scary videos, and there's also some thirst traps. So
3: there's some thirst traps in there for sure.
2: <laughs> uh, but we will see you next week. Next week is Lauren's episode, and it's going to be on the Mercy Brown vampire folklore. Is that right?
3: Is indeed
2: exciting, can't
3: we? Tonight, actually,
2: yay! Exciting! So, we will see you guys next week, and uh, hope you have dreams of um going into fishing. That
3: fabulous. (laughs) See you guys next week. See you guys. Bye.